Podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, TJ Bowser and Jared Bachman Stubbs. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Do Back Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is what? Not Jared Bachman Stubbs. He has a gynecologist appointment today and had to miss this show. But <laughs> in his place, we have Daniel Miller from Bruaxium. Hi. Hey, what's up, everybody? We have Caleb from the Logical People meme page. Whoop, whoop. And writer for the Dubac Discussion Network and the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, Connor. What's up, guys? Today is February 5th, 2019, and we are 64 days from Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Oh, my God. 317 (laughs) days from Star Wars Episode 9. Yes. Whoop, whoop. So pumped. Okay, What's guys. in Star Wars, guys? <laughs> a lot, actually. A lot. Surprisingly. A lot. So, uh, what do we got first here? Uh, let's go over each other's weeks. What did you do, Dan? Well, I just dropped $600 to get my car inspected. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you know, crazy, yeah. man. Boy, you telling me? I, <laughs> you know, it's best to have a newer car instead of having a Honda POS like I do. Oh yes, um, it required um, a couple of things this year, and uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> oh. it's the last time I'm going to pay that. I wish I didn't live in Pennsylvania when it comes to my car inspection. Oh, yeah, that's tough, man. I'm Florida. You don't need one. You just like drive around with whatever rust bucket you can find. It's just like, oh, we're good. <laughs> Slap a couple stickers on it, right? Yeah, they could be Star Wars stickers. Just put yeah. them on. The side. <laughs> no, especially Star Wars. This thing has been inspected by the Imperial, uh, by the Empire. <laughs> like, come on, we're good. <laughs> yeah, man, we let it slide. You don't uh, need any inspection stickers. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, perfect. So anyway, that was my that was my day. Week has been fun. Uh, what else? about you, uh, Caleb? <laughs> uh, my friend, my best bud, Keith, actually had his 21st birthday on Sunday so, on the Super Bowl. Yes, I saw a picture. I saw you, uh, cute little you sitting in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were, yeah. Well, we actually got there kind of first, which was weird because we, we still got a back seat because all the other people had the front seats. <laughs> And I got blocked in at the same time. Kind of pissed me off, but oh well. <laughs> but yeah, we partied it up, partied it up, because he was my DD for the for the um, for my twenty first couple uh-huh. months ago, and now I was his DD, and we had a pretty chill time. So young, 
I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and at least, and thank you for being responsible. I like hearing the word DD, and it doesn't mean do back discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> oh. Jeez. Yeah, I so really appreciate it. That's what the yeah. great thing about Uber is these days, man. You young kids are now all able to go out drinking. You're like, oh, I'll just Uber. I'm like, oh, thank God. Every one uh, of us drove everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's play this game. <laughs> who's, who's not drunk enough? All right, you're driving. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually live like a, th- a three or four minute walk from like four different bars. So I just walk to the bar. Nice. Can be dangerous. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> well, one of them's dangerous. One of them's in like that bad area of town, you know, that you oh, see I people just, dancing on the side of the road. I just you mean, a, oh, yeah. I just mean addiction <laughs> dangerous. It's just like, oh, what oh, am I yeah. going to do? I've got four bars to walk to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, but it's all right. I like it. So what about you, Connor? Uh, really nothing much going on. So, I mean, I'm just in college right now, just figuring out what the heck to do with my life. So, ah, but, you know, ah, good old days of just like, ah, I don't have to work my ass off yet. Right. What am I going to do when I write for to. the do back discussion network? That's what you do. <laughs> Dude, right. Like, DJ's laying down yeah. hard bills. <laughs> Making moves so. this year. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, I didn't do dick. I worked, spent time with the kids, uh, ordered a new, uh, Jason Voorhees part three costume because nice. just when you think he doesn't have enough, he orders more. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Why not, kids though? love it. Sarah looked at me. She's like, what's the money for TJ? I said, what money? <laughs> I said, there's no she, money. She said, you have a bunch of 20s in your thing. I said, I got to put it in the bank. I said, I got to use, I got to PayPal it to someone. She said, for what? I said, it's do back stuff. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Low key here in about like two or three weeks, there's going to be a costume showing up in the front porch. She'd be like, what's this? What is it here? And she's just do back. <laughs> do back business. Get out. Uh, <laughs> There's a sock. There's a sock on the package. Don't open. (laughs) Do not open. (laughs) Sensitive material. Definitely not anthrax. Uh, (laughs) No, this isn't a new mask. (laughs) What are you trying on in there? (laughs) No, sir. So, uh... I said get out! (laughs) (laughs) I told this story on, uh... Gormore yesterday, but uh, there was a very good. Uh, you guys can probably image this. Jared, full full Anakin Skywalker cosplay. I'm <laughs> trying to get changed out of my normal clothes into my Jason Voorhees cosplay uh-huh. in the parking lot, <laughs> and it's cold as fuck. <laughs> I am waist down, Jason Voorhees. I got I got a white t shirt on. My glasses are off. Baby powder, fucking. Getting this oh, latex hood. This oh, is before I got my hair cut. This is literally Anakin Skywalker trying to force my fucking latex head on. Fucking just <laughs> reefing. My hair's pulling. The fucking mask is not going on. And like Jared's like, are you are you okay? And I'm like fucking reefing on this fucking mask. It finally goes on. Get it all set up and. 
oh and then like we're walking around the convention and like this one piece of hair keeps falling in front of my eyes oh so i'm sticking my fucking finger in my hockey mask trying to dig it out and i push it aside and i gotta take a picture with someone and that fucking hair falls down and i'm just like son of a bitch (laughs) <laughs> what did you do about your luscious beard? How did you not have that hanging out the I, mask? Because I, I didn't notice it. I have a latex hood that goes on. That's why I have like it's a, it's a complete full face thing, and there's just a cut oh, out wow. from my eyes and my wow, mouth. that's pretty neat. Yeah, oh, cool. So, but it's made out of straight latex, so you have to like baby powder it up and fucking shove it on your face <laughs> because it's like a second like skin. So condom like, on his head. Yeah, so I gotta oh, tuck God. my beard in there, my fucking hair. It, it, it was just horrible, and that's why. Oh, I, uh, it sounds torturous to your beard, just like being scrunched up. Oh, in the sweat pool, the sweat pool, <laughs> oh, and the God, chin. Don't even. It's tell. just so bad. Uh, oh, that's the life of cosplay, huh? It is. Hey, life that's the life of a of a of that's... an alt right neck beard wearing motherfucker. <laughs> <All right, everybody. laughs> Here we go. Here we go. That, I got called a neck beard. To do the, uh, Spider-Man dance behind scenes. (laughs) Let's recreate it. That fucking video got so much hate on one of these groups. This guy's like, is this guy literally retarded? I was like, wow. That video was awesome. Right? (laughs) I loved it. I loved it that no one's trying to recreate Mm -hmm. Originals are the best. Like I know, I like I started looking at shares. I was like, "Oh, I don't. I'm not part of this group." And I started reading the comments. Like these people are horrible. <laughs> like, is this guy being serious? Is he mentally disabled? Is he retarded? How can oh a neck beard talk about other neck beards? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that that like that term to me just like it's seems so like it's not me. <laughs> you, you neck beard like oh, God. Like, oh, okay, thanks. That's intense. <laughs> oh, I went to my first Penguins game this week. That's what I did. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, it was excellent. How was that? that? Really Thank fun. Thank God for Snapchat. Right? <laughs> so, uh, what do we got up on first on the docket for news? Uh, Jason Ward stuff. Who wants to talk about this, Connor? Uh, sure. Um... When I read through it, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is pretty wizard. And the fact that the Knights of Ren most likely most likely will be in episode nine, I thought was pretty nice because they were not in eight and people were pissed off about that for some reason. I don't know why. No, I do know why. It's just stupid as to why some people were, but not it's like get getting a blow that. job and she just kisses the head. i really don't see where they could have fit in with how they did it i don't see where the knights of ren could have fit in that yeah i'm trying to think of how they're gonna how they're gonna make an awesome group come from the beyond or whatever and have them interact with the rest of the people like i'm kind of kind of trying to figure out how they do that how they're going to do that. I don't know if they can. They could just run Maybe it from the, beyond, from the beyond. I mean, the beyond's definitely going to explain why they weren't in Last Jedi because they were out doing something else. Maybe, maybe. So. But that's going to take away from other screen time. And <laughs> it's going to be, it's gonna mean, be it interesting. Might. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm excited. 
fucking the Snapchats with that fucking <laughs> Dan and I send each other when we do this. So the beyond, like now that I'm reading this, um, the beyond the to zone. me could be anything. Like I don't think it's a region of space. I think the beyond you is don't like think so. You well, think well I mean, wait. What if that's where Snoke's from? You no, no. Yeah, maybe. CJ. Yeah, I was about to say that. that. Be well, I was thinking that. I was oh, thinking you were about that. to say it? <laughs> you, you stole that from our pre-show conversation, TJ. Don't act like you own it. Go! Go! Here we go. It's been happened on do-back time. <laughs> oh. So anyway. But, um... Go ahead, Connor. In, in the after, like, thanks, Dan. In the Aftermath books, um, Palpatine is trying to figure out where this, like, dark... What is it like dark presence is? And most people are thinking, oh, it's Snoke. But I wonder if that's where also the Knights of Ren may have traveled to. That would be a that would be a cool time. <laughs> so, uh, maybe know. it's where a bunch of Sith get their training. You know, maybe yes, it's, maybe, uh, it's, maybe it's, there's a too. world out there. You know, maybe it's yeah, maybe a. Not, well, yeah. I mean, this is possibly where you know when Snoke. Um, wanted um him to bring the them to bring the girl to him maybe he wasn't in his ship at the time maybe he was at the beyond i don't know and right, like it's so much speculation it, it, it's very vague all right i don't like this vague crap oh the beyond like just give me some yeah and that's yeah the outer regions you know like but listen it's kind of weird the you know, fact this that this morning on a live stream we were talking about caleb's inner regions what this morning we did a live stream and we were talking about Caleb's inner regions. Oh, jeez. Sadly, oh, no. sadly the... Y'all just jealous. That's it. <laughs> he was talking about getting fingers in the butthole. Oh, okay. so, we, had a, we had an excellent discussion on that. But... <laughs> it wasn't a do-bag discussion, but it was a discussion. It was not a do-bag discussion. It was a... We were curious. We were curious. That's how it always happens. Yeah. Okay, continue with uh, this speculation. It, it's actually well, out of it's weird for Jason to speculate things for you know? He's normally like I, a hard evidence type of guy. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's given people something to talk about and yeah. um you know when it comes down to it, that's what we all love to do when it comes to, you know, a new unless Star Wars it's movie Mike Zero. Out. Exactly. Yeah, unless yeah, exactly. And Mike don't don't even say his name. How much credibility like, does he have? I don't need a, but he's Zero. got a lot of views, man. Like, I don't want to give him any more reason for people to be like, oh, let me look at, like Howard Stern says, even negative views or views, well, like, you know, negative uh, uh, people listening to his stuff is still someone oh, listening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I don't even want to give him the time of day. That's why I'm not even saying his stupid name anymore. <laughs> oh, wait, are we talking about that one guy? I'm not going to say his name. That, that, that guy? Yeah, he's a total um, zero. Oh, that guy, yeah. God, Worth God, nothing yeah. is what that last name means. <laughs> yeah. Uh, zero credibility. <laughs> Dude, they're going to figure it out now, like our listeners. They're gonna just, but how haven't they not before? Mike Zero is a cock and a liar. God. <laughs> so, anyway. wow. Geeks wow. and Gamers is a stupid YouTube channel, and I don't respect them. He's an idiot. Uh, anyone else uh, I want to call out? Because I can take the heat. 
Jeez, there's, a, uh, anyway. there's a lot of people. But anyway. anyway, I'm just happy that we're gonna get some Knights of Ren action. The second, like when we got, I hope they can pull it off. Though I hope Snoke they can pull mentions it off. the Knights of Ren. We see them in a force back, and we haven't heard Dick since. And I'm yeah, like, right? like, what the fuck, man? Like I've been, I've been waiting for some Knights of Ren action, and. I understand if maybe Ryan didn't want to play in that sandbox because it wasn't his creation. You know, maybe he didn't want to take that from JJ. I don't know. Who knows what I kind of discussions that. these guys having? Like, yo, let me save save the Knights of Ren for me. Yeah, you know, like, or don't or kill them off, please. Like, you know, or something. The, yeah. Go ahead. But here's ahead, the thing. Um, thanks again. <laughs> but here's the thing. JJ Abrams said, and I said this in the pre-show, but I'll say it again. He said that in the Force Awakens director's commentary. They, he does have a backstory for the Knights of Ren. Yeah, and we just haven't gotten it. And and I, I mean, who I knows if we it. get all of it? Who knows if we get all of it though? You know, like even uh, Caleb saying, it's like I hope they do it right. Yeah, you know, right. there might like, not be enough time in the movie. I mean, maybe yeah, we real. might get we might get to see the Knights of Ren. We might even see Kylo battle them. But to get any real story out of it, I doubt we will get it. And we'll yep. probably get it in the novelization. Because they're going to want to, uh, like I said, they're going to want to try to merchandise off of this group of of knights. I know Are you don't like talking me? about Give that. Are you kidding me? Black series but, of all dude, of them. Uh, oh, I'll come out of retirement yeah, for that. Exactly. I am challenging with Chris Ryan. So they right need to pull it off good. They need to pull it off good. So we get these cool, you know, maybe four, five, six dudes who are really cool, come out of space, you know, that are riding this spaceship we've never seen before yeah and maybe that's where they spin off to a knights of ren series well maybe I that's mean, what they I have think planned if, if they do the fight any bit as good as the throne room fight from the last jedi um i'm sold yeah Same. i mean i don't care if we get any backstory i just that would be great if there was just a moment where they just all come walking squad deep against kylo ren and he has to battle them all by himself or something like what if it's crazy. kylo and ray what if it's Kylo and Ray? Right, you know, and just another freaking that would be cool. Scene. I would love to see that. That'd I don't be, care. Yeah, I, I'm cool. just saying, if, if, if even if it's just a straight action scene between them, and we don't really get much story on these guys, I, I'm still down as long as it's as quality as that throne room scene. I feel like they need, but I feel like they need to have a backstory. They're not just royal guards. Well, I think we get to give them like one or two lines of backstory just to tease us. Fallen Jedi from the Order. Simple as that. And give us more. Yeah, I mean, we might get a little something. something. What was that, TJ? It could just be the Fallen Jedi from Luke's Order. Dude, honestly, that's what I'm thinking. That's what right? a lot of people are it's thinking. It's what the like, logical just, route is, and I feel like JJ is the logical type of guy. But, like, oh wait, these guy, these guys ran off with Kylo. All right, they're the Knights of Ren. That would make but, so much sense. That would tie it in. So, together, so are they on Kylo's side? Would he call yes. them and say, "Hey, man"? Well, I he is supreme leader now, also. So powerful Jedi. <laughs> I mean, they could all be loyal to Snoke, and when he killed Snoke, they could be like, "Yo, dude, you killed our supreme leader, bro!" Like, like we're what gonna the with fuck? Us now. I you am know, your supreme like leader a- now. Yeah, because the supreme might be, leader is dead. Like, while Kylo has been gone, and they've been training, there might be another squad leader that's going to try to take the mantle from Kylo. You know, you're right. Or it's Hux. Or there's Hux. You know, you've always. But then, but then they would need to to provide a backstory with that. They they have to put background if they want to pull off something like that. You know what I mean? And how do they do that in the last one of the trilogy? 
in however long they have when they've only mentioned it and hinted at it. You know, they could do. How it. are they going to do this? I don't. And know, I could see them turning. I and I, I could see if they were to go with the, the Knights of Ren being in. I could see them turning on Kylo if they go with a redemption arc and Kylo's redeeming himself and they see him turning back to the light and they try. And, and they're like, no, bro, this is not the way to go. Yeah, and then exactly. they go attack him. Yeah. I mean, that's what because, I'm thinking if they were to do that. Like, but who knows? Because I, yeah, yeah, because I did some um, some research on the Knights of Ren, and they're like, they they go after you know the Sith. They're they're totally loyal to the Sith, and they almost worship the Sith in some of the items that they that they hold, like Darth Vader's mask. Like how how Kylo was so attached to Darth Vader's mask was. Uh, from what this video I was watching was saying was that they thought that it imbued some of the powers from that Sith Lord. That's that's just what what he brought up in it. So that I mean, yeah, I mean that that could be something. Uh, I mean, they haven't really actually. There isn't there isn't much about these Knights of Ren, like in actual mm, Star right. Wars canon information. Yeah, like like there's. There's like nothing, and you don't really get much of who they are and what they do, and you just know that they were in that force back, and they're uh, you know they're they and Kylo was the leader, master of the Knights of Ren. That's what Snoke said. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, so. you know that oh, was in the Force Awakens. When you first see the interaction between him and Snoke, he's like, you know, master of the Knights of Ren. And this is when you haven't even met Snoke yet. You just see him in the freaking hollow yeah right uh, yeah cast or whatever uh, so, the, yeah, the so they're just hazing at him all the way in the first video first movie they haven't given us anything what are they gonna do i don't know what are I mean, they apparently they have a story for him so it's been four apparently years yeah and we haven't had anything so i'm hoping <laughs> jj does we'll something, something and right? something revamp star wars and the national anthem <laughs> You have no idea how excited I am for actually this movie to end and then to start writing comic books about a lot of the fill-in for Dude. all of this stuff. I'm excited. I can't wait for this. I would, I would Maybe, love man. to see a spin-off. I can't believe I said that. No, no. I can't wait for this film to end and then for just like the universe to just totally expand. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, that's going to be great. It's going to be so but, but Disney has, you're gonna have the Disney uh, has the reins. What is it going to do? What is it going to do with Star I mean, Lucasfilm has the creative content, so... But Disney, I can see. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> yeah, Disney's no, been doing nothing but giving me more yeah. and more Star Wars like yeah. every day, dude. Same. So and 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 I mean so like you know, the Mandalorian that's going to be coming out. Like yeah. I'm just excited. I am kind of excited about that. So the what are Knights you... of Ren, man. That's that's what I'm really jazzed up though. I really hope we get them in episode. Yeah, I hope we get a series, a TV series, Knights of Ren. I'm you know, not even the... trying to jump that gun yet, dude. We're not even on episode nine <laughs> yet. We haven't got episode nine yet. We need to see what happens uh, at nine. Just write it down see. that I called it. They're doing it. They're doing it. I, I'm calling. Write it down. Caleb said. Write it down. Serious. <laughs> okay, so moving on to more pressing matters. Uh, so, Patriots and the Jedi. Oh, gosh. The reigning not... Super Bowl champions. <laughs> The New England Patriots. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm just kidding. This, this is important. Uh, Bob Iger tweeted a picture of Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. 
Uh, Jedi training while Disney World. Thanks for spending the day with us and congratulations. They went to Galaxy's Edge. Dude. They did? Awesome. Oh my goodness. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Edelman looks the part of a Jedi. Like, <laughs> yeah. He really does. Like if Absolutely. I hope if he's interested, he like cameos as a Jedi in some future Star Wars. <laughs> oh, come on, Connor. What? <laughs> Traitor. No. Actually, Dude, no, no, I'm all right with it. I'm all right yeah, with it. We like, beat them in the suit. Come on, yeah, right. Come on. I'm like, fine with it. I'm, I'm, fine with it. I'm, I'm, I'm eternally grateful. I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. I, you know what? We beat them. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, baby. <laughs> but, um, no, I just, he looks like a Jedi. And I'm like, I could totally see this guy in a Star Wars film. Tom Brady, not so much, but no. His, his teeth are too perfect. Tom, <laughs> Tom, Brady, Tom Brady smiles, dude, and I'm like, he's got the most perfect smile I've ever seen in my entire life. He's like the straightest uh, row of teeth ever. Yeah, right? Like, ah, Well, you know what? Galaxy's Edge, dude. Oh, my God. I'm so I, excited. I, yeah. Remember we were talking about getting drunk at the bar? Yes. <laughs> dude, I want blue milk so bad. If I go there, I'm getting I want getting blueberry that. vodka milk. No. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I, I want to know what they... I bet you know what I want. I want to know if they're going to have pork. Galaxy far, far away. Yo, what are they... Yeah, wait. Dan, were you going to say if they have, like, roasted pork? <laughs> no, pork... No. Oh. No. Oh, oh that's... <laughs> I just I thought that's where you were going. I no, love I was talking about port port on a storm, I think it's called from the one uh I think it's Bloodlines. Oh. Okay. I haven't read Bloodline. I need to. Um it was like a drink that it was that was in the uh uh one book that uh I can't remember her name. It's been a while while and I have yet to like touch back on that book. But there was a drink in there, I think it was called Port on a Storm or something like that. Okay. I'm just, I'm just wondering if they're going to pull drinks in this uh, bar the they're going to have there yeah. from the Star Wars universe that have been mentioned before. That would be so so cool. what is this Galaxy's Edge? I, I really haven't heard much news about oh, this. Oh my god, it's a whole For land real. of Star Wars like at Disney. <laughs> it's like yeah. you want to talk about like another one? Money? Like literally it's called Batu. It's it's an actual planet. planet. But yeah. they're actually, in wild space, I think. Let me yeah, see. in wild space, like in the actual canon story. But they're linking that to this Galaxy's Edge place where you go there and you're like part of this Star Wars story and you get to like do stuff when you're there. Like you have, like a, I, I don't know the exact details, but from what I believe, like if you stay at the hotel there and everything, like, oh, you, in character the whole time. The yeah, whole you, time. you get like a whole character story and everything, and you play throughout this world. Yeah. Like, like you are in Star Wars. Star Wars. Like yes. you're living Star Wars. in Star Wars. Yes. Bro, like you're, you're what are, the heck? Why haven't I heard of this? Yeah, what the man. hell? That's my <laughs> next vacation. When the oh comes God, up, dude. I'm going yeah. there for vacation. Dude, I want to convince I I I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast, but like I mean I'm Thinking there's a ring gonna be happening, and when it does, I'm thinking honeymoon to Galaxy's Edge. Wow! Oh, oh, you guys get your honeymoon in a wow. galaxy far, far wow. away. 
No, but um, so I she just doesn't listen up. to podcasts. Oh, Good, okay. <laughs> but I just looked it up, and Batu is one of the last stops before entering wild space. It's, so it's and like is it like is it supposed to be like a, like a planet that's like a, a relaxation planet, kind of like Riza from like Star Trek? It was a um, like it was I can't. A I have to grade post before the invention of hyperspace travel, but in the years post galactic civil war. It was a safe haven for those looking to hide from the it's first war. It's where Anakin Skywalker first met. Oh, okay. So, right. In a way, yeah. Potentially. But it sounds like, like, see, when I first heard about this park, um, I was, like, picturing, I was like, wow, this would be really cool because, like, you could be just, like, chilling with your family walking down the street and, like, you could get attacked by some, you know, you know, bandit or whatever. I don't, wait, I don't get know about being attacked. By somebody. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like Did you guys hear what I said no, though about there's gonna be, there's gonna be like some blaster fire, like blaster fire going down the street, like yeah, right. if you oh, go to the bad part of, of stuff, town. Man. Like I would love to be walking down the street, right? And like I'm just minding my own business, checking out the shops, doing whatever, and like all of a sudden this like freaking show breaks out and like someone's like yo get behind the table oh you gotta take this yo take it over to that store you gotta make sure you give it to so and so and I'm like what the fuck is going on you know I just wanted to get drunk (laughs) yeah I just I just wanted to get some death sticks you know like like, you know how crazy that shit would be like if you had like that kind of experience there I don't I don't know how it's gonna be but there's I I wanna see a dewback lizard you know walking across the street you know carrying some shit i just you know? want to see i just want to go into a bar and just like sit down and then uh like an There'd octopus be like, just comes up next to me and just starts like screwing with me like how he's like how panda baba was messing with luke and then all that happens oh gosh yeah he doesn't like you i just like I to go like and either. sit down and like there'd be other people dressed up as star wars characters that would that's just that's enough that's enough period dot on it you know what i just got you know what i just thought of what if like the actors from the star wars films like came into the park as they will oh there might be yeah i would definitely think there would be some like celebrity guest like um i would freak out events on the weekends and stuff like that we're like oh you know know probably like freeze up like i don't know what the fuck to do right now <laughs> well, I'm. I wonder how Edelman and uh, I mean, they probably got to like a tour through there, but they probably didn't get to do the whole experience. You know, no, they probably I got to do a couple yeah, things, yeah. but I'm sure that like after just winning the Super Bowl, they got to experience it a little bit and whatever. <laughs> Falcon, they got something a lot better than uh, yeah. fast food at the White House. They got the Infinity <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Trump paid uh, with that. Trump paid for that out of pocket. Okay, so it was a three thousand dollar meal. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, um. So to go back to the uh, Jason Ward article for a hot second, oh. it mentioned she's going back, <laughs> oh. right? Like, oh. No, but it, it mentioned red Sith stormtroopers, and I just want to know your guys' thoughts on those guys. Uh, I want to see what they look like, yeah. and um, and do they have any force powers? Yeah, I think they're not Sith. They just I don't know, but do they, they hold like, a lightsaber? 
what I'm th- actually no. What I'm thinking. What if they're just like a new version of the Inquisitors? What? They're what? The Inquisitors from the Vader comics and Rebels. Yeah, but what's their purpose? I don't know. I, don't I know. mean, I don't. They'd probably just be like. <laughs> Are they like backup? Backup to the Knights of Ren? Potentially. Hmm. So. Did not think this one through. Again. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the heck, man? Let's move forward again. We were doing move, forward. move forward. <laughs> so, um, Elon Musk, guys, and Elon. the Mando. Oh, God, they're talking about hyperdrive technology. <laughs> they are. Did you see that? Did you see that shit? Yeah. <laughs> That's after he smoked a blunt. <laughs> Dude, that's a, okay. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Who? Okay, that was not a hit. That wasn't even a hit. That's like a kid trying a, a joint for his first time, not knowing how to inhale. Like he was his, like it was like one of his first time. He like barely knew what he was doing. I just I just hit it like he, a you know. He's like, yes, he did not know what he was doing at all. Period. I thought that Zero. video was the greatest thing in the world. And now he's he's not the CEO of uh, of his company anymore. Well, oh, I wanted to like, buy stock. Oh, put money into some te- Tesla. Then I was like, all right, this guy's pretty cool. That's what I was thinking. I was like, all right, you know, you know, I don't, I don't partake, but I'm like, all right. So he's he's going up against the big companies, big pharma and stuff, you know, but. See what big pharma does to to yeah, people he's who just, he's just a nerd though. I mean, because that he's not he's just proven he's gonna he's at the set of the Mando now. Is it said that he's gonna be on in the show cameo? Like, it doesn't I don't think anything. so. I don't. I, my, me personally, I don't think so. I think he's just you know maybe he will, maybe he will, but you know I just think he's more of is looking at the stuff. You know, because he's he's designing his own own flamethrower and stuff. You know, maybe he's trying to get ideas or pitch them ideas uh, how to design something. Yeah, I think he's just a a Star Wars nerd who got to experience to be on set, had some pictures taken, you know, and possibly lending in a uh, like you said, like a a good you know eye on making some props or or whatever, making it look normal making it look like all right that's feasible that gun could shoot that you John know Favreau is like wine he just looks better with age ah uh, god i love him uh, he's the best i i it took me a minute that he was um the one dude on solo uh with rio rio durant yeah, yeah it took me a minute i was like oh, that sounds like john Favreau. he's like yeah it is i'm like what <laughs> It goes to show you how much I really look into who's going to be a, doing. I have what a Rio black. I have a Rio black series and a Rio Funko. I'm a bad Star Wars fan. I get so surprised by like the dumbest shit. I'm like, oh no way, dude, Dan. I'm with you there. No, I'm such with a you there. such a casual. Sometimes we all are at some right? points in our lives. Heck yeah, but um, yeah. So anyway, what do you think about Elon, TJ? Uh, he's a cool guy. I'll tell you what. Smokes uh, <laughs> the Mary Jane. I just, I just, I just like really uh, called TJ out on his paying attention. No, I'm uh, <laughs> I don't really have much to say about Elon Musk. Uh, he's cool. 
awesome yeah. millionaire guy, self-made type shit, uh, Donald Trump type shit, and he's a humanitarian. And uh, yeah, I feel like he was just like, hey, you guys making that Star Wars TV show down there? I'm Elon Musk, motherfucker. You want me to come down on there and take some pictures? Want some followers? Want some likes? Let's do this. Let's make this happen, baby. And, you know, 45 minutes later, he pulls up. He's like, Where the, where's this fucking Star Wars guns at? <laughs> I mean, how yeah. can I fix the hyperdrive, yeah. you know? Yeah, dude, you see that picture they he posted, John posted? It had John and Elon, and they were... And they, uh, it says, uh, discussing <laughs> hyperdrive technology on set. <laughs> oh, I sure. thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty neat. So, I like that. Uh-huh. So, Dan, do you want to talk about this plot synopsis? Boy! Okay. <laughs> Way to catch me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. Dang. Oh. Yo, master and apprentice. Look at how surprised I am. This is how prepared I get everybody for a podcast. Um, I mean, you did say. You want me to? I'll read this straight up from makingstarwars.net, Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Now, guys, she has been really putting out some good stuff. So I'm, I'm excited out. for this. I'll tell you what. Uh, as we've seen over the last few months, 2019 won't just be the year of Episode 9 and The Mandalorian, but a year in Star Wars publishing. The keyboards of authors and the printing presses of the publishers are moving through hyperspace to make sure you've got something to read while we approach the end of the Skywalker saga. One of the most anticipated releases of 2019 is Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice, which will give us a look into the tutelage of Obi-Wan Kenobi under Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn. This morning, the good folks over at Delray Books released the first synopsis to whet the appetite of the fans. <laughs> We've seen a few glimpses of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon pre-Phantom Mentis in Man- Mentis? Menace and some of the Marvel <laughs> It works. It works. (laughs) In some of the Marvel titles, but there's no doubt Claudia Gray is going to tell a much bigger story here. In my opinion, Claudia Gray is without a rival in her ability to not only tell an amazing Star Wars story, but also in distinguishing herself with new perspectives on iconic characters. Fans of both these Jedi should be thrilled. Gray understood Master and Apprentice. And from the synopsis, it sounds like we are going to get a story of what it means to train a Jedi, both the optimism and the fear. Wow. So, should I read this um, synopsis? You want me to read it? I, mean, I can read it. I should read the synopsis. I mean, yeah. Let me read it for Go all ahead. of you out there, because this is the meat right here. An unexpected offer threatens the bond between Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi as the two Jedi navigate a dangerous new planet and an uncertain future. A Jedi must be a fearless warrior, a guardian of justice, and a scholar in the ways of the Force. But perhaps a Jedi's most essential duty is to pass on what they have learned. Master Yoda trained Dooku, Dooku trained Qui-Gon, and now Qui-Gon has a Padawan of his own. But while Qui-Gon has faced all manner of threats and danger as a Jedi, nothing has ever scared him like 
thought of failing his apprentice. Hmm, funny. Wow. Kind of like the Obi-Wan comic. Obi-Wan has deep respect for his master, but struggles to understand him. Why must Qui-Gon often disregard the laws that bind the Jedi? Why is Qui-Gon drawn to the ancient Jedi prophecies instead of more practical concerns? And why wasn't Qui-Gon, uh, I mean, Obi-Wan told that Qui-Gon is considering an invent, uh, invitation to join the Jedi Council, knowing it would mean the end of their partnership. The simple answer scares him. Obi-Wan has failed his master. When Jedi Rail Avaros, another former student of Dooku, requests their assistance with political with a political dispute, Jin and Kenobi travel to their royal court of how would you say that? Pile? And that was the end of Captain Tarpoles, as we know him. Uh, and we're back, guys. Dan, R. continue. So the last paragraph of the synopsis says, when Jedi Rail... Okay, I still can't freaking say this name. <laughs> uh, when Jedi Rail Avaros, Averos, whatever, however you want to say it, another former student of Dooku requests their assistance with a political dispute, Jin and Kenobi travel to the royal court of... Pajal, however you want to say that, I don't know, but whatever, uh, for what may be their final mission together. What, and obviously it's not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What should be a simple assignment quickly becomes clouded by deceit and by visions of violent disaster that take hold in Qui-Gon's mind. As Qui-Gon's faith in prophecy grows, Obi-Wan's faith in him is tested. Just as a threat surfaces that will demand the master and apprentice. Wait, hold on. Just as a threat surfaces that will demand the master and apprentice come together as never before or be divided forever. Forever. Oh, and the last paragraph of Jason's article says, I was pleasantly surprised by this synopsis. This story sounds like perfect territory for someone of Claudia Gray's skill to drive introspective character-driven arcs. Not only am I interested to see this pivotal movement in Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's relationship, but it will also be interesting to learn how the Jedi regard Dooku to this point. We've never met uh, Ryle Avero. God, I hate that name. And I wonder <laughs> where he fits into Qui-Gon's embrace of 
uh, prophecy and Jedi mysticism. Fans Absolutely. should also be very intrigued to see what is in these visions Qui-Gon has. Yep. And if these, uh, if they give any warning to the rising darkness we know was looming, uh, the book is near the top of my list of titles announced for 2019, so I can't wait to find out. Here's the original tweet below, which I can't show you. I'm sorry. Anyway, so, guys, I'm stoked about this book, and I just want to say one thing before we talk about it. Um, if you guys <clears throat> read the Qui-Gon, I mean, the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, Aid of... Um, Age of uh, Republic comic book. His like, like this sounds exactly the way Kenobi felt when he was uh, training Anakin. Oh, okay. so really? Okay. Yeah, okay. It, it was like it's literally. I feel like it's just like kind of a like that. Like when you first get your your first Padawan. This was Qui Gon's first Padawan, and and Anakin was Obi Wan's first Padawan. You know, and um, so. Yeah, it, there's. It's, I'm just feeling a lot of similarities, and I hope that we get similarities between the two. Well, this line of masters and apprentices are are super strong. You know, Yoda, Dooku, Qui Gon Jinn, uh, Obi Wan, and Anakin are all top notch uh, Jedi's. You know, uh, and even uh, Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn was one of the only ones to learn uh, how to preserve their life force. Uh, are you y'all familiar with that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the Clone Wars series. Yeah, so uh, I'm really interested to see Qui Gon's uh, visions and w what he he sees with these prophecies. That is very interesting. I think this. Um, I think this book's definitely going to go into more detail as to why. Qui-Gon isn't on the council anymore, and it, I think it'll contextualize Obi-Wan's line in Phantom Menace. I forget what the line is verbatim, but something along the lines of, um, like, you know, if you follow, if you just followed the rules, you'd still be on the council or something like yep. that. Mm -hmm. But then if he followed the rules, he wouldn't have had Obi-Wan as his imprinted, which wouldn't have uh, trained uh, as... Anakin under Obi Wan, which could have possibly not created Dark Vader. You know? Yeah, no doubt. Do they, do we know when this is taking place? Is it before Phantom Menace, or do we not before. know yet? It would have to be before. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yes, it yeah. would. You're right. And I would I would want to know if it's like if we get hints of the Phantom Menace movie in this. Like, well, we, I we hope get, that like, they, it begins right be as, after like Qui Gon's old apprentice dies. And he takes on Obi Wan, and then that—that's where this begins. Well, actually, wait. This is a younger Obi Wan. Never mind. This is a cup. This is like very Obi Wan. Young. Yeah, he's already very, been with Qui Gon very, for a couple of years, young. I think, or maybe at least a year, because he was ready for the Jedi trials at this point, the Jedi Knight trial. So, yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, this is going to be a couple years before. Man, I'm sorry, it clouded me up for a second there. <laughs> Couldn't yeah, so find a reason why. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd kind of be uh, interested in reading this book if I can ever get through the ones I'm on. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going audiobook all the way. Oh, I mean, for that's, sure. I, I can't. I can't sit down and read anymore. I, I I'm at work and I just put on my Bluetooth headset and uh, I just go to town, man. I I do my stuff and I just listen to books, man. It's awesome. I haven't listened to a book in a while because I don't know the Star Wars books. Some of them just really weren't. 
I didn't really care to listen to them. Um, the ones that I loved I the most was uh, Claudia Gray's uh, Lost Stars. That book was awesome. Um, and a couple others awesome, I liked. Dude. But I don't know. I'm more, I love the EU stuff. And now it's not the EU anymore. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got, uh, since I've been super getting into Star Wars, I, I went out and bought the Thrawn book the backstory for Thrawn. Yep. that's what i'm working on right now excellent uh, one, I, also, <clears throat> I also bought the iden uh, inferno squad for um for battlefront 2 which me and Bro. tj play oh that's so good <laughs> really because yeah, they really, really didn't good. give us too much of the inferno squad you know they gave us after the inferno squad they really didn't give us too much inferno squad so i was kind of interested in that and yeah. Yeah, I know. If I could ever get through the Thrawn one, <laughs> and before I've even picked up these, I was at a a, a bakery that was closing down, and they had a Phasma book mm-hmm. laying on the laying on the That's desk. That's a Claudia like, Gray this? book, isn't it, Dan? <laughs> What's that? Phasma's Claudia Gray, also, right? I thought that was. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I definitely no. I don't think it was. I was it. No. Um, we can look it up. Who did Princess of Alderaan? Claudia Gray, I think. Okay. Or someone, I think. No, Phasma was Delilah S. Dawson. You're right. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm just saying, yeah, because I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, man. I-, I can't wait for this one. You know, this sounds pretty weird. It does sound good. Because I've always been, I've always wanted to know, you know, how was that uh, Qui-Gon Jinn Obi-Wan relationship to create Obi-Wan who he is? Because Obi-Wan is totally a character. He has both the sass and the respect, and he's a powerful Jedi. You know, how did Qui-Gon Jinn create that? Exactly. Even though some of it was Obi Wan's personality, but a lot of it had to do with his bringing up through Qui Gon Jinn, which yeah. I'm totally interested in. I'm just hyped for uh, pre Phantom Menace content because yes. we haven't gotten much of that, and You're I totally want right. to see that timeline. Yep. Yes. We want more Qui Gon. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Agreed, TJ. I want a little uh, bit so, more story in the 10-year gap between the Phantom Menace and uh, Attack, Attack of the Clones. Clones. Dude, right? Anthony yeah. Daniels has it, finished what, filming. Like a, was that 10-year period or something? Yeah. Cool. But anyway, CJ, what was that, he, Anthony? He's all of a sudden got dark hair. <laughs> Anthony Daniels has finished uh, his, has finished filming for uh, C-3PO for Episode 9, so he's done oh, filming. Oh, dear. Nobody wants me anymore. <laughs> So, Anthony Daniels has revealed that he has finished his final day of filming for Episode 9, noting that it was a bittersweet experience wrapping up his role as C-3PO. Daniels I'm happy. I mean, it, it sucks that he's done potentially with C-3PO, but I really, really hope that he legitimately, literally books, bookends the entire Star Wars saga and speaks the last line of Episode 9. Yes. He's he's been there the longest. Yeah, him oh, and R two D two, dude. No, they R two. 
R2, my boy. Oh, I, I get so emotional. You know, like some of the Star Wars, Clone Wars, like, I'm Bro, like, yeah. I just, I'm always tearing up off of a droid. And Dude, they're, yeah. they're trying to recreate this with BB 8, but you just, the, I the love emotion. BB-8, but R2. But R2 the place in my heart. R2's been there since, since day one, and you just can't replace that with yeah. anyone. Anyone, Dude, someone asked know? me at at my work over Christmas break, what would I do if R2 died in oh, episode gosh. nine? And I just said, oh. I would, dude, I would probably ball my eyes out. He's like, I and the too. guy said, dude, it's just a droid. I'm like, it's not no, just a droid, you not freaking just... casual. Did you? And R2's not like the normal droid. <laughs> that close to doing it, Dan? I was like, dude, oh, get out of God. my, get out of my sight right now. I got a, like... spe- I got the Sphero R2D2 for uh, Christmas this year. It's the freaking coolest thing in the world. Nice. Oh, I yeah. literally have my own personal R2D2. He drives around oh, and watch oh. Star Wars with him. You set Dude, him up, and he, and he has to watch the movies mode with you, and he can watch every movie with you. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! That's amazing. To everyone, you know, in now. the in the Clone Wars, uh, uh, they wouldn't wipe R 2s memory like they were supposed to. So, like R two D two has like the highest memory of any droid out there, bro. He it knows has like super everything. Play. He, he knows everything. He he's been through some stuff. You I bet. Anthony Daniels would be so pissed to know that we're talking about an article that is supposed to be about him, and we go right to R two D two and help. Him. <laughs> bring it back to Anthony Daniels. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. We I, I want to see what I want to see what C three PO does in this film. Uh, he's always been kind of uh, that comedic relief, comedic almost, yeah, yeah. along with the voice of reason. You know. That's yeah. always, but, but Star Wars is never the voice of reason. The, no, never. Star Wars is always, there is the voice of reason, and we're going to do the exact opposite, mm-hmm. you know, just for fun, you know, pretty much. And it's kind of sad to see this end. It, it actually is really sad, but, you know, it could have, it could have only lasted so long, and why not end it while it's good, you know? I hope they don't kill him, though. I hope so, I hope so bad they don't kill him. I would be so mad, so mad. A lot of people would be. Yeah. Oh my god. So just, just find them. Find some way to exit them without pissing us off, and then we'll be happy. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> you guys got me off about twenty minutes ago on this one. Uh- Admitted that he felt a little sad that his experience returning to the galaxy far, far, far away, far, far, far away, is at an end. At least for for now. But noted that he was incredibly grateful for the director, J.J. Abrams, and the producer, Kathleen Kennedy, for allowing him to take a step back into a larger world. Daniels also noted that he sees episode nine as something exceptional and that he can't wait for us to see it in this December. And to quote his tweet was, Today was C-3PO's last on episode nine he's sad so am i but we're so proud to have worked with such a lovely talented cast and crew led by jj and kathy i'll miss everyone but i'm glad to know that we've been making something exceptional together to share with absolutely and then wow to say we've known the episode nine is going to wrap in february since late last year but with daniel's being done it is possible 
that film that the end off filming may be closer than we think. The door is certainly open for him to return in future movies should three PO be needed. But for now, episode nine is going to serve as a goodbye to the original iconic Star Wars storyline and what should be a memorable finale. Underline that. That's what I was trying to trying to talk about the in the beginning. That's pretty intense. If this is the end of the storyline, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to get over <laughs> over all this. Ooh. Man, I I'm I you know, <laughs> I just stumbled a bunch there, but I am ready actually for this to happen because once we started getting new characters and stuff like that, I'm like, man, you know, I just kept realizing that the Star Wars galaxy is a galaxy. Right. Yep. Even though we have our, our hero, Luke, and stuff, like, when that little kid picked up that friggin' broom and, like, at yes. the end of The Last Jedi, I was just like, oh, my God, there's so much more they can do. Right. Oh, my God. You goodness. know? And, and then, like, when I heard that Brian was making the... He was Dude, getting when his he got trilogy. the keys to the kingdom. I was right? so yeah. and, then, and then we hear about the 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 Game of Thrones guys. They get they they got their own thing going, and then yeah. John Favreau busts out this freaking live action series. Now Bob Iger said they were going to slow down with the movies and stuff, but he didn't say they were going to stop. Like, yeah, dude, I, I see so many people on my campus are are saying like, "Oh, the Ryan Johnson trilogy is probably canceled," and I'm just like. Mm. No, they haven't False. even said. <laughs> but that's about what it it's. Yet. But that's kind of what it's saying, though. No, it's no, not. They haven't not said really. anything. No, you're just. You're just. Uh, that's just paranoia. Yeah, paranoia, man. Don't let it get that's you. What, but right? when I read that, I got paranoid. I was like, "This is the end. This I mean, is the end." Slowing them down, like they're we're just not gonna have like. And but and it no. says it said. But for now, episode nine is going to serve as a goodbye to the original iconic Star Wars storyline. It what should be. A memorable finale. That means they're just and they're just ending the storyline. Like they, there's yeah already All like right. people, Ryan's writing his own trilogy, dude. Like another like, and no one has came out and said, "Yep, Ryan Ryan Johnson's trilogy has been put on hold." They they haven't said anything like that with the the solo, not the solo film, but the the actual like one shot like um, anthology films. I think yeah. they are they're kind of I think what they're gonna do now is they're gonna test market this Mandalorian show and we're gonna start getting more live action series just like we did with the Marvel shit on Netflix, but through the Disney streaming service, and we're gonna get character stories out of that. We're getting a Cassian Endor. I would be cool uh, with that. Character I'm, so, story. I'm so pumped. I would so love that. Just, I, what I if we get a live action droid getting... show with featuring K2SO and C3PO? Right? Like Bro. Like there's That'd the, be legit. What? Wait, 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 what? <laughs> All I'm saying is, look, we've got we got Luke Cage, we got uh, Daredevil, we got Jessica Jones. Like, we can get so many character stories, like little. And it gives us so much more content, so yeah. much more. Ben Fortuna can have his I'm own live right. action TV show called "We Want a Langa." Excited about that's why I'm. That's like the only reason I'm excited. That to me is the only reason I'm excited about the Mandalorian. You know, I'm not all into. I kind of like the bounty hunter type of thing, and I kind of like the Mandalorians, but I'm more like that they're giving us more content and, and more, more, just more Star Wars in general. But think about it this way, too, man. Like, they have to market and make money off the stuff with like the park and everything they have now. They can't be creating a like thousand more characters every year for like them to like. 
keep up with you know what I mean? like i feel like after this last movie we're gonna start getting more like filler you know we're gonna get tv series yep. and stuff and then we're probably gonna get an announcement for a movie that's gonna come out in a few years you know that's yes. gonna start a whole new trilogy you know and you know they'll have time to make money off of all of the shit that we just got like you know and that's that's i feel like that was their problem with solo you know like it, it just there was they, a they market wise, a, there was a lot but. Yeah, there was a lot with it, but I mean, like, still, like, we're just drinking in this trilogy, and Rogue One was a fan service. Like, it was like a good movie for the ones that were. Upset. Rogue One was fantastic. I loved Rogue One. Great movie. Right yeah, Rogue down. One was pretty good. <laughs> Everybody loved that movie because it yeah. was it was a call back to the original trilogy. Yep. And, and Darth uh, Vader coming through the hallway. Man, did that spark some memes? That was pretty good. That's yeah. when we really got to see the like, just like the badassery of Darth Vader on camera. Like that was because <laughs> in the in the extended universe, which is now decanonized, which I'm going to grumble about a little bit. But Darth Vader, in some of some of his his books, he was left on a desert planet, or not a desert planet, just a a a off-world planet with mm-hmm. surrounded by thousands of people with his armor damage having to keep himself alive with the force and like Darth Vader was a badass and well, we they did that really they did that in recent canon comics yeah dude the Vader comics by Charles Soule are oh. are honestly and, amazing and the, even the ones by oh Kieran Gillen dude all of the new comics that have been coming out since the Disney buyout are, have all been canon and they're so badass you should definitely Pick well, up I, I'd the like Darth to see a link, link to that. Maybe we could put a link on the website or something. I'd like to to read some of those. Yeah, I'll. Well, yeah, we'll have to talk about it uh, later. But yeah, I mean, you could you can pick them up at a local comic shop too, like the trade paperbacks of all the stuff that's come out since the Disney buyout, like all the canon comics. Like that's they're they're fantastic, man. And the Vader uh, ones are just oh, they're so wizard. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well i'll have to i'll definitely have to read up on that one it really made me care about vader a lot i don't even know what we're talking about anymore so what, episode what, nine what snowy planet suggestions episode nine, yeah. uh connor do you want to talk about these episode nine snowy planet shit um <gasps> sure i mean the only thing i have to say about it is i'm thinking it's either going to be a completely new planet or it's going to be a flashback to Scar- star killer base somehow could be that's all i got Really? Well, he was talking about a forest there. I'm not really caring about backgrounds as much anymore. Like, I just... I I want to see what it looks like in the final film. I loved in Rogue One, like, when you got that kind of, like, you saw the one planet, and it, you know, like, from the outs, you know, from outside space, you know what I mean? And uh, that that one trading world where Cassian was, where he shot the the dude. Oh, it's my gloves. And, um, you know, whatever, but I, I like that, how they did that in Rogue One, but, uh, that, was pretty, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope we kind of get like a, something like that, where it's like, they show you the planet. They kind of like put the name in the corner. Yeah. The name. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, spell it out for me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Kind of. But it, it kind of looked just like a, um, maybe even a not as dense endor which is snow just in the winter time it's almost what it looked like to me when i saw the picture of it 
Yeah. It could be where it's the a, new rebel base it or resistance base is for all we fucking know. It could be. Spoilers! Spoilers! Wait! I'm just kidding, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to see a Rebels fort, though. A Rebels planet, you know? Yeah, Something wanna, a lot yeah, less resist- Dude, mm-hmm. I just want to see what the Resistance is going to do. That's not what is the Resistance? It's what salt. is the Resistance? Yeah, like, they just got decimated on Kraid. Uh, oh, and I was about to say uh, a while ago when we were talking about R2 and CP3O... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I almost had a heart attack when Ray and Kylo were in that in the the ship, and they're like, "We should just blow them all up, and we can just forget with the old." I'm like, "Is this what they're doing?" But I was about to get up and walk out. You're going to kill Leia, CP3O. R2-D2, everyone. I'm like, you're really going to do that? You're really going to kill everything I love? Everything I love just like that? I can't even... believe they wouldn't kill P-C-3-O. They wouldn't do <laughs> that. They can't. They can't. And they better not give an awful sad ending. I will cry. I will cry. No way they'll off PC3O. Yeah, PC3O. I don't even know what to say anymore, man. My my battery is draining. My memory is about to be wiped if my battery isn't restored. Oh, I would just go like, oh! They're going to wipe C3PO's memory. They better not. PC3PO or something. I would get up in the middle of the screen. In the middle of the movie, flip off the projector and walk out. Dude, that's I'm probably done with you. <laughs> We're just flinging the bath of crap right now. <laughs> oh, but that's our thoughts on the snowy planet. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow it went back to. Okay, so. Go ahead, TJ. Dobackdiscussion.net, the new really. New, redesigned, and updated dobackdiscussion.net report. Sexy AF. Thank you. Uh, In the run-up to the theme park, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Disney has announced a handful of new tie-in material for the park. The first is a comic miniseries focusing on Dak Ondar. The the synopsis reads as follows. Black Spire Outpost has long been frequented by smugglers, merchants, and travelers from every corner of the galaxy. Looking to make their score on the infamous black market or experience the exotic thrills in the remote world of Batuu as alone has to offer. Aliens like the infamous Doc Ondar, proprietor of rare and on one-of-a-kind antiquities, thrive on unique opportunities which abound on the lawless outpost at the very edge of wild space. And that all the new miniseries from the Marvel writer Ethan Sachs, Old Man Hawkeye, in honest will slightly solo a Star Wars story. So, uh, cover not final, but this dude, it looks like a badass. Uh, he will, we will also, a new feel. Yes. We will also be getting a new title named Black Spire written by Phasma author Delilah Dawson. Who we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. This novel, a prequel to the Disney Parks experience, General Leia Organa. Dispatches her top spy to Batu in a desperate search for resistance allies. Dude, it's probably cats. <laughs> we also getting a new young adult novel titled Star Wars A Crash of Fate, written by somebody please pronounce that for me. 
Zeradia Cordova. In this young adult novel, Izzy and Jules were best friends until Izzy's family abruptly left Batu when she was six. Now she's back, and Jules, the boy who never left, is unsure what to make of her. While on the run from vengeful smugglers and an angry pirate, arg, with two friends will come to terms with who they are and what they mean to each other. Uh, cover not final. It's it's a pretty generic ass fucking Batu looking thing. Star Wars Myths and Fables will be written by Grant Griffin. Don't know who that is. We'll focus on tall galaxies and the galaxy far, far away with some taking place in Batuu, Myths and Fables. These books, as well as some to-be-announced books, will be released this year and to help enrich the lore around Batuu. Galaxy's Edge will open summer of this year in Disney. I kind of want to read that one. Yeah, yeah me too. Sounds pretty cool. It's gonna be it's gonna be the like stories from the expanded universe. They're <laughs> 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 missing fables. God. Angry EU fans. For real though. Yeah, that was great. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm excited for the comic book, I guess. I, I you Dude. know, I, I I'm I'm Somebody tried to bring a negative spin to this when I when we were first talking about Galaxy's Edge. How like this is just like oh, oh it's just them trying to make money off of the the you know the new park that's coming out and stuff. And I'm like, so so what that it's attached to the park? Like I mean, if, it, if it's giving me awesome Star Wars stories, like I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not, g- I'm not gonna complain about Star Wars content. But like that's more content. You know, that's all I give a crap about. And uh, I'm really happy to uh, see that they're like throwing out like a comic book. You know, uh, uh, Delilah Dawson is making is bringing out a novel and I probably yeah. won't read it. <laughs> Dude, knows? I'm not going to lie. The uh, Doc and Dark comic. I was like, OK, that guy sounds familiar. And when I looked him up and realized that he was in Solo, like he was mentioned in Solo on uh Dryden's yacht, I like flipped out because yeah, that's, that's just awesome. another great uh, connective connectivity right there. Yeah, yeah, they just the story group is killing it, and they um, really are. Yeah, they're really just bringing uh, the flavor to like all of like just like connecting all of these, these stories together and just making everything just taste so good. I'm hungry, guys. I'm sorry, I haven't eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I would like, uh, we were talking about what, roast pork? I could totally go for that, man. Like a quail, and they put like a dry rub on it, roast it over the fire, serve it at a cantina. They're like a waterfowl. It's probably all greasy. Uh, Uh, So, Caleb, you want to talk about Project Stardust? Mm, Stardust. Let me go. I actually don't, that was the only, (laughs) thank you for let me on the only one I didn't know anything about. <laughs> uh, let me look at it real quick. Just give it a read. Real quick. Uh, All right. I'll yeah. just want to say before you start, and just you, no one has to comment, but that message from Galen to uh, Jin in Rogue One just like makes me fucking ball every Bro. time. Oh my yeah. gosh. Agreed. Oh my Agreed. gosh. But go ahead, Caleb. Read on. All right. Oh, put in mind, I didn't even know what Galaxy's Edge was until not too long ago. <laughs> um, making Star Wars.net's John Bishop re- reports 
The new details designed to mitigate crowd run-up to Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Because it's going to be popular. There we go. With the summer of 2019 close at hand, Disney Park managers are preparing for large crowds, yes, to gather around the new edition of Star Wars Galaxy Edge. This new selection of the park promises a realistic experience to make you feel as if you actually traveled to a galaxy far, far away. Now, with all this detail comes a problem. Where are they going to fit it all and how to make it where no one feels claustrophobic due to enlarged crowds? According to John Bishop, Disney knows that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will change how its theme parks work. The article moves on to state that they are taking a hard look at operations of the park, infrastructure, traffic flow, and access. Uh, fans plan planning to visit the addition can now sit back and take a breath. Disney is hard at work to make damn sure everyone gets the ultimate Star Wars experience. They are, and they will totally be paying for. Further on the article, Bishop relayed a Twitter status from reporter Robert Niles. The status said, with more than 18 million people visiting the park each year, according to an industry estimate, Disneyland must consider every square foot of space in the park as a precious asset. How do you accommodate many thousands of people in a limited space while preserving that space as a place that millions of people would want to inhabit? Their answer, make changes that help instead of hurt. An obvious statement, let's just hope Disney creates a really great Star Wars experience. No one wants to go and have it ruined due to abundance of attendees. I'm sure D Disney can handle it. We'll find out this summer. <sighs> Tim, let's just express how good Tim is for, with writing. I mean... <laughs> Fucking great, Tim. Yeah. I loved it. It is good. Good stuff. Yeah, um... I, I totally... I... Remember we were talking about before the show if they had like a celebrity appearance like yeah. that would totally clog up all places to I would that's why I wouldn't want to try to chance on one of those days cuz if you know how expensive Disney is and if you were going to have that Star Wars experience you don't want to be clogged up that's that's a totally legitimate concern I feel like Oh, guys, I just read something. It's really small, but uh, Jedi Fallen Order will release not holiday 2019, but fall 2019. Yeter, Yep, right? I'm, I'm pumped. And it said, the game is said to feel like you are living in the Star Wars world as a hidden Jedi with the <gasps> game being third person and single player. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, wow. yeah. Bro, I'm, yeah. I'm like, honestly, out of all the content, Fallen Order might be the one I'm on. Because it's set after Revenge of the Sith. You're trying to survive the Purge. Definitely oh tie into the Vader comics. I can't stand up right now. And just <laughs> the title, Fallen Order. This is awesome. That's what we need. This I'm is a Star Wars game. <laughs> yes, we like Battlefront. Yes, it's broken, but we still love it because of Star Wars. But that is what I want. That is I what I want. It's being developed by Respawn. So, what are for people who don't aren't a hundred percent familiar with that uh, game designer? 
designer. What other games have they put out that we may Titan know? Titanfall one uh, and two. Yeah, just tight. Yeah, Titan. Titan. Yeah. All right. Those were those were pretty so, well high. Let's get to the games. emails. Uh, Jared uh, wrote into us uh, from his gynecologist appointment and said, "Hello there, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dubai." Jared. <laughs> Jared. <laughs> Your friendly neighborhood dark Jedi is tied up in an outer rib on a mission to find out what episode nine title is. If you ended up hearing about it already, you're welcome. My my question for our illustrious panel is who is your favorite background Jedi? Any Jedi who doesn't get much screen time or attention in the movies but has lots to talk about in the EU or canon is fair game. My favorites are Plo Koon and Kiata Mundi. Fuck you, Jared! Fuck you! (laughs) Fuck you, you piece of shit! Here we go! Here we go! I love using them in the versus mode in the Obi-Wan game in their... Stories in the most legends and canon are both thrilling and fascinating. And transmission. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not answering. Why I'm not? not answering because he stole mine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's all right. I'll answer. Uh, Ayla Sakura. Okay, that's it. Mm, that's pretty easy to good. figure. Out. Yeah. Uh, Caleb. All right. All right. So, due to meme pur- meme purposes, I would probably choose Kit Fisto. <laughs> the <laughs> smile, dude. <laughs> uh, for but, me, there's a lot more. For me, is uh, Quinlan Voss. Falcon's <laughs> also up there, CJ. For me, I like you, Jared. I really do. He's like Jared's awesome, and he stole Plocoon from me. <laughs> I am so pissed off right now. Now, what, what about that really uh, that off. that tall tall headed guy? Keanu Monday. Keanu Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nobody wants Keanu Monday. Oh come on, <laughs> man! I played him in the. I played him in there. Oh, oh. Bro, <laughs> bro. Dude, bro, bro. Uh, fucking master awesome. blow. Yo, uh, I hate you, Jared. So, uh, <laughs> I think, I hope that answered Jared's question. Uh, yeah. We do have a Royal Farm Boy voicemail. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You guys ready? <clears throat> sure. Not really. TJ, Jared. I'll do, boys. This here's Laurel Farm Boy in that Twitterverse, or Anthony, speaking at you. Giving your show for this week a second go around. And the topics state of Star Wars fandom as we sit here and now. And yeah, I got some thoughts on this. And he's thrown around a bunch of different things like alt right and SJW and. <laughs> I don't know what the hell all that is, and I really don't give a good goddamn that belongs out in modern-day politics, which I don't, really don't give a good goddamn about either. But that's on me. So, TJ, you feel like it's you're saying it's toxic, and I'm going to straight-up disagree with you, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I agree with what Brian Young says. This is a grand time to be a Star Wars fan. And it has been since we got The Force Awakens. And every other next story after it. It's all it's been a grand time to be a Star Wars fan. Love this guy. Now them what I call the loud few, and Jared, you're right, they tend to be loud every now and again. And they are few. They are very few. No matter what other different screen names or handles or what the hell ever they want to use. No, they are a few. 
<laughs> in the grander scheme of our fandom. And TJ's right with that booth. Yeah, if they if they want to be yellow and say a thing and not stop and talk about it, that's on them. Just let them go on their merry little way. And if they do want to stop and talk, yeah, you take them on with straight up common sense. But my cool. thinking is of them loud few that you can tell our fans, they ain't realized because they're holding on to these stories too tight. They got a sense of entitlement and ownership. Fucking it. And there's only one that owns Star so Wars true. stories, and that's Lucasfilm. And it ain't none of us. It ain't none, yes. for none of us watching them to say how it should go. And if you go in, into a story with pack bags, that's on you. Pack the bags. Just be told a story and take it for exactly what it is, because that's how they've always been told. These folks just ain't realized that the merchandising has to be enough. There's You don't own the stories, and you can't tell a storyteller how to tell you that story. They're going to tell you the story they want to tell you. That's how I take all this silliness that's going on. And Jared, yeah, you're right. It ain't new. As far back as me being a 13-year-old in 1980 and seeing Empire Strikes Back. And for that couple of years before Return of the Jedi, yeah, folks had problems with that story. Yoda was not a beloved character. It was the complete opposite. That just all happened to be put in letters to the editor and in fan magazines and such. That's how all that went on. Then, it's just much more instant now. And yeah, all the silliness that went on when Phantom Menace came out. Because that there was fan expectation. Folks was thinking, oh, it's going to be a this and a that and a the other. And it weren't. And for the most part, it was then like it is now. A lot of it was greatly loved. That story was loved. I mean, go look at the money it made. That says straight up. Fucking A. Equal in comparison to TLJ. Look at the money it made. It was loved. Yeah, and the silliness that come after that's what done drove Mr. Lucas away. Was because of them assholes and idiots. They made him want to find it out and he did and now 10 years later they're 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 all going on about he's going to come back and tell us more stories please come he's not going to come back because that's you made him go away why would he want to come back and he's already told you he's not coming back but again all that aside we are in the best possible place that we can possibly be. So there's my thoughts on it. You tell me what you think, and I'll be listening for it. So till your next show, may the force be with each of you. Love you bunches. <laughs> See you on the radio. Uh, love I you lo- too. I love this guy. He's so much more Oh, well, everyone knows my stance on the fandom pretty well. I voice that very yep. openly, uh, so I don't have to go into any detail. Uh, 
this is where you guys can shine, express your little thing, talk back and forth before we uh, end this show. Give this as your last hoorah and your last rant. So let's start off with uh, Dan and then segue into Connor and then into Caleb and then back to me, okay? Awesome. Yeah. So I agree with um, the comment that, you know, this is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Like if you ex- if you're if you're willing to accept a whole, you know, all these new stories and 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 what they're giving you like and I'm I'm in awe. Like I'm this this story group and this web of connection and how they're bringing all this these different like you know I, I can read a comic book that connects to a movie that connects to a TV show and it's just like all of this stuff ties in together and it's just amazing it's and it's such a great time to be a Star Wars fan and but you have these you know I I don't know purists I guess you could maybe call them and you know guys who have. You know, during the time when we weren't getting all of these Star Wars stories and we had the EU to rely on, you know, the expanded universe, all the legend stuff. And it was just the books, you know, like, you know, they they've had this story stuck in their head for so long that, you know, it it it, um, you know, it became their canon, their head canon. And then also, you know, I I think video games also uh, like these the Force Unleashed, even though I love the Force Unleashed, it kind of like like video gamified the powers of the force and like you know i feel like it brought this unreal vision of like how the force really works and i was like ah force push level 50 and like all of this stuff that doesn't matter it's like that's not really what it's all about you know like yeah the force powers are cool and they can move stuff and everything like that but like you know i don't know i i just i just feel like you know, that's just like part of the part of it, not all of it. You know, like we get we get the force powers and the action parts, which are cool. I'm all about like a really good story, too. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like all these fans weren't getting what they want. And, uh, you know, they threw a fit. And and it is a small I think it's a small but vocal part of the fandom you know, they just hammer away at their keyboards and, you know, they don't like something and they go and they create a bunch of accounts to, you know, thumbs down stuff. And, you know, and and um, a lot of these dudes are people that, you know, are really good being on the computer who can create a bunch of false ghost accounts to make something look worse than it was. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, because I'm, I'm merely talking about like the Rotten tomato stuff, you know. Like all that stuff that happened, uh, and and it was like, it came out to be that there was a lot of uh, fake accounts and stuff that were added to the negative reviews. But anyway, I really just think it's a small and vocal crowd, and uh, there really is a lot of positive Star Wars fans out there. Are you typing your response, TJ? <laughs> no, he just got done typing yours. <laughs> recording it. <laughs> uh, so, um, pretty much, I agree with pretty much what Dan said, and Royal Farm Boy, Rural Farm Boy, also said it's a totally wizard time to be a star wars fan 
And yet there are some fans that are just not appreciative of that. Um, I really don't know. Like, we have a lot of, we have a, there are some absolute whiny bitches in this fandom. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I, fighting words. And I, I say, I, I say that if you're offended, if someone is listening to this and they're offended, you might be one of them. I don't know. Fucking cowards. It, like, right? Like, but um, <laughs> it's just that we have all this content now. And people just don't appreciate it enough or they just try to trash it because, you know, Disney owns it or something like, or some stupid reason like that. That to me, I don't know, but, um, not a good enough excuse, right? The worst is when the worst is the people that say, Oh, I shouldn't have to read a book or a novel, a book or a comic or watch a show to get the movie. Fucking like, casuals. And I'm like, all right, that's great. You're a goddamn casual. Get out of my face. Um, <laughs> I've actually done. I've no, no. I've actually called someone a fucking casual right to their face, and they were just like, I don't know. They just didn't know how to respond. And I'm like, get out of my face right now. Yes, I don't want to talk to you anymore. But um, I don't know. I mean, for the large for the large part, we have a fantastic fandom that is completely positive and appreciative of the star Wars content we're getting. And it's a great community. And then there's like that loud vocal minority that sometimes say, Oh, we're not the loud vocal minority. We're now the majority. It's like, bro, get off your hater aid. You're not the majority. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I forget where I got that from, but uh just... dead. <laughs> but that's really all I got, you know. People just need I think some people just need to appreciate. Like I get there's legit crap with the films, and I think some people forget that at the end of the day, these are just films. They're not perfect, they're gonna have flaws. Mm-hmm. But some people forget that and they think it's like actual life, which where? is kind of scary. What? What? <laughs> Flaws? What is this word? Uh, <laughs> if, but no, that, yeah. that's really it. So, Caleb. Oh gosh! All right. Well, I kind of disagree with some of this stuff a little bit, uh, but I wouldn't consider myself one of those super vocal. Oh, I hate the news. Last, I hate the Last Jedi. I hate the Force Awakens. I actually enjoyed those films. I enjoy the amount of com- content we're getting. I just don't like how they, th- I'm going to use the word, threw away the extended universe to create their own universe, which they had the total right to. But I feel like we scrapped more content that could have been used to create a perfectly good trilogy. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I kind of like I, I didn't like a couple things that happened in the last year. I, you know, I don't like. Okay, here's here's one that a bunch of people don't aren't gonna like say. Oh wow, uh, Finn using the lightsaber. I, I didn't I didn't like that. You know, that's just me, old school. 
only a Jedi uses a lightsaber. That's me. Oh, maybe that's a flaw in my head cannon, like uh, TJ calls it. Um, but I did. I was. I grew up with the the prequels, <laughs> and I played uh, Star Wars: Force Unleashed. I played Star Wars: Battlefront, and that was my Star Wars universe. All powerful Jedi's. All super powerful Jedi's uh, taking on masses. Uh, the Force Unleashed. You know, I really didn't get too crazy into that stuff, but uh, still, my my world was kind of flopped a little bit when they they released some of this uh, uh, the Force Awakens and stuff. And like in the Last Jedi, I've I've talked with you, TJ, on this one with the. Uh, with the hyperspace into Snoke's ship, I kind of didn't like that. You know, it was cool. It was visually cool. But when I thought about it, I was like, you know, I kind of I kind of wish they didn't do this because that kind of opened a can of worms and opened a lot of questions that I had in, in other Star Wars films. You know, uh, but if I think back, there's really never an opportunity that maybe once or twice that they could have hyper hyper drived into another ship you know but overall i i am appreciative of the amount of content we're getting i am appreciative of what they're doing and kind of their i guess goal to give us a lot of good new content okay. i hope that that gives my opinion yeah. clearly also ahsoka tano is best star wars character's ever and that is a fact yes and we will get into this actually uh so we're going to use this opportunity since we are down with this week's news to let all of you plug your own special your own things so dan we'll let you go first well as you know tj it's always a pleasure to join you on the podcast but i also do um a thing called Broaxium. Now, what Broaxium is, if you have seen Solo, Coaxium is your fuel for hyperspace travel. Yeah. Well, my buddy Chris Ryans came up with the name, and what we do every week is give you a quick shot of Broaxium, which is your fuel for comic book, uh, Star Wars comic books. We give a spoiler-free review the day the comic books come out. So every Wednesday um, when those comics come out, we have a review also coming out every day at 1138 uh check us out you just search broaxium you can find us on youtube you can find us on twitter we're also facebook everywhere and you can find us on the Dubac uh uh website as well so yeah is is your youtube playlist updated uh it is uh tj updated just for you good i wanted you to have the most (laughs) up-to-date video on our homepage when people go there so, okay. Uh, what about you, uh, Connor? Why don't you talk about a little bit about yourself and your intro to DDN and whatnot? All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, in addition to be now, in, in addition to now being a writer and podcaster for the Do Back Discussion Network, I also admin two Star Wars Facebook groups, um, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics and Defending the Star Wars Saga. Both of which the same principle of we promote positivity, love, and celebration of the franchise, and we keep out the uh, the hater raid, the haters. Mm. 
And I also write and podcast for Cow Swift and here. So that's my plug. Okay. Uh, Caleb. All right. Well, thank you for having me on, TJ. This is my first actual podcast ever. And uh, I'm starting up a little meme page uh, called uh, Logical Memes for Logical People. (laughs) <laughs> it's uh memes for people who could actually think and uh not just act on emotion and actual facts and logic uh but uh i appreciate giving the opportunity to to join this uh podcast thank you tj of course man thank you uh for coming on i appreciate it uh I think that's all. But just remember that this uh, this podcast is brought to you by DoBackDiscussion.net and the Dubac Discussion Network. And this podcast is part of the Dubac Discussion Podcast Network, featuring other great podcasts such as Gore & More, your horror movie podcast, and The Hall of Heroes, your comic book cast, featuring Jared Bachman Stubbs and Matthew Quarter J. Sterling. Uh, that will be premiering sometime this week, I believe. They had to re-record episode one, so stay tuned for that. Also, there might be some information on the return of Bantha Babble. Post back episode, I will be talking to a certain two guys here about it. But stay tuned for more information on that stuff. Also, uh, Connor, you wrote a, a, a piece on Ahsoka Tano as your first article for do back and uh, it's your, about your journey with Ahsoka over the last 11 years. I did. Yes. You can check that out on dobackdiscussion.net. Uh, just look for the picture of Ahsoka Tano on our homepage or under our news and give it a read. It's a very, very good article. Well-written and uh, it's a very, very personal view of Ahsoka Tano from old Connor here. So thank you, sir. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for this episode of the Do Back Discussion podcast. Uh, that is your your host TJ Bowser signing off. Dan, bye everybody. Connor, <laughs> see you guys. It was a wizard episode. And Caleb, signing off. One, two, three, four. Stop it.